and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 228 of There's No Place Like Terra, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I'm Nixie. And I'm Grace. And today we are watching SGA yes. uh-huh. Season 2, uh-huh. Episode 18, yeah. Michael. Uh-huh. A.K.A. Yeah. Not at all the John Travolta movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was... There's so much going on in this episode that it was hard to find, like, an AKA-worthy. Yeah, my AKA was just, like, was just, like, AKA, the one where our good guys may not be good guys. Yeah, AKA, (laughs) the good guys? Question mark. AKA, uh, questionable moralities. Oh, I like that. That's the AKA, questionable moralities. Because, guys... This may be the greatest episode of all of Stargate. Yeah, um, so I will um, I will tease a little something. Yeah. I took some time to to put together a little bit of a philosophical yes. section. Give it to me. In the middle. Um, spoilers. I still don't know. <laughs> I know. Anything I know. on where we stand. I know. <laughs> I think that's why this episode is so goddamn fantastic is because you are at the end and yeah. you're like, I don't know whose side I'm on. I feel feelings. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Alrighty. Uh, what do you got to share? How was your week? Um, this week was pretty good. Um, I think the most exciting part uh, is the fact that I, right now, am wearing purple glitter lipstick. It's pretty amazing. Thank you of the Revlon Wonder Woman collection. Fuck. It's yes. literally called, like, Warrior Glitter Lip Color. Spectacular. Um, I never thought I'd be someone who wears purple lipstick. And here we are. But you know what? I'm wearing purple lipstick. What a time and I'll to tell be you, under a face mask. <laughs> I'll tell you, it lasts much better than some of the other lipstick. The other, I have one other of the Wonder Woman collection that I found at the store, and it's just like they're uh, like a latex lip. Oh no, it's bright red. And yeah, so I got it. And I had love one. it. Listen, I don't want to be that person because I don't like being that person. Mm-hmm. But if you put a Wonder Woman logo on something, it's gonna happen. I, you know, I just want I my hair to look blue black in the sun, like <laughs> like hers and Superman's do. You can, you can get it. I think I can. You can do I'm it. I'm gonna do it. But I will say that lipstick like does not naturally stay on very well. Sure. This one will stay on. Like I ate pasta and I had half of it still on. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, my go-to if we're talking makeup. Yeah. Take a minute here. For those of you who don't wear makeup, I apologize. It'd be a nice five-minute conversation <laughs> I mean, I was here. that for the longest time, and I still basically Fair. only wear lipstick. <laughs> uh, it's been all about the eye makeup lately. You know, yeah. I've been meaning to get into doing more uh-huh. with eye makeup because, again, we live under masks now, and no one yeah. sees my awesome red lipstick. Yep. Um, I want a mask that has red lips painted on the mask. You know, I have a cry cut. We can do that. <gasps> we should do that. Yeah. Um, because I remember... What, do you remember the Charlie's Angels movies with, like, Lucy Liu oh, yeah, and, Char- yeah, yeah. and uh, 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 what is it? Cameron Diaz and, then, and Drew Barrymore? Yes. And there's a part where Drew Barrymore is being held hostage and there's duct tape on uh-huh. her face, but they put red lips on yeah. the duct tape. Yeah. So I want a mask with red lips on it. We can do that. Yeah. <laughs> 
That was a weird tangent. <laughs> it's gonna be a day. I'm just someone who's like, because I always wear glasses, Yeah. I'm always like, you can't see if I do anything with my eyes. Can't you, though? I know you can. Yeah. I know you can. Yeah. But, like, the other part of my head is like... Yeah. But why? To me, it's been one of my artistic outlets since I was little, so I'm like, I don't care if you can't see I it. I hear can that. see it. I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> it's all that matters to me. And I think there's also a part... Because I only started wearing makeup, uh, this is, here's a deep dive into psyche. I think the main reason I started wearing red lipstick anyway was to hide the scar on my lip. Oh. So when there's no scar on my eye, I right. don't have as much of a desire True. to wear the eye makeup. I have a fun scar on my eye that was made recently by a little boy. <laughs> by a little boy? That we know when he was a tiny, tiny boy. <laughs> a little Dracomo boy. Oh, Dracomo. Um... How was your work week in pop culture? Um, this week in pop culture, the main thing I will say that we did uh, was watch season two of The Umbrella Academy. Okay. Which is just as fun as season one of The Umbrella Academy. I gotta watch that show. Um, was super amounts of fun. Uh-huh. And, uh, and we also watched a new movie on HBO last night, huh. American Pickle. American Pickle. It's... Seth Rogen and oh, Seth Rogen. right! I will say this. Now, I did not know almost anything going into it, uh-huh. but, like, like, Nick is a big fan of Seth Rogen. Uh-huh. They visually look similar sometimes. Oh, I can see that. <laughs> um, and so I was like, yeah, let's watch the new Seth Rogen film. It was really good. Interesting. And I'm it touched... It on a lot of different issues. I was expecting it to be just kind of like just like a fun, like, I mean it was a fun comedy, but I didn't expect it to go quite as deep on so many topics as it did. Yeah. Interesting. I was impressed. I'm adding it to the list. Uh, Jesse and I are are making a list of the movies we keep saying we're going to watch yeah. because what happens is when we finally have time to sit down together, neither of us can remember what I those movies were. I know that. Um, so we're like, we should really just make a list. Um, so I'm adding it to the list right now. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite enjoyable. <laughs> there was some other show that I... I can't, Here's the thing, I watched some other entire series over the past week and I don't remember what it was and so I don't know if it's... Was it Schitt's Creek? No, no. that was... Like, I finished Schitt's Creek. I haven't finished season six, but okay. I finished all the ones that are readily, easily available in the yeah. U.S. right now. Gotcha. I still... Please watch Schitt's Creek. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't remember the other one. It didn't um, make as deep of an impact. I binged the last season of Shameless. Nice. I love... I love... Love that show. I know so, you do. So much. Um... It only gets weirder and sillier and, and realer <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, big fan, big fan. Um, and other than that, I've just been playing a shit ton of to- Rise of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> so have, much Rise of I the Tomb Raider. I have not played Assassin's Creed this week. Uh, I got into a new sewing project that I may or may not be wearing at this moment because nice. I finished it yesterday. Yeah. Um, I also learned, I'm, I'm taking suggestions. Yes. Because we've learned that I'm not a knitter. I'm no, just you're not. not a knitter. No. But I do think I need something to do with my hands. I have ideas. While I watch TV and I stuff. Have, I have ideas. Okay. Yeah. Got it. 
because uh, I, I do need a thing to work on. Yeah. Something to play with that is not my phone. I see you getting um, into, not like embroidery cross-stitchy stuff, uh-huh. not hang on the wall, but I see you getting more into what I've started to get more into, which is like the embroidery hand-stitching Ooh, projects. I would like that. Because you're making functional items. Well, and I love the look of embroidery, especially like on clothing and things. Yes. Oh, that is a good idea. And so you can both embellish things that you already have, yep. but like I've started using scrap fabric because I'm someone who wants to use every single inch of all of my scrap fabric sure. as much as humanly possible. And like have started not quilting in terms of quilts, but like have started um, like quilting in terms of making smaller usable hand sewn things. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, um, that's an idea. That's a real idea that I'm gonna look into. We'll discuss after this. I'm into it. Okay, welcome I to also, the embroidery podcast. Also, for <laughs> anyone who cares, who is a Critical Role fan and a handcrafting enthusiast, oh, sure. because there's definitely a niche there that yeah. overlaps. I am using Laura Bailey's dice bag of holding, uh-huh. hoarding, sorry, yeah. the dice bag of hoarding as my, I, I had a small hand sew embroidery bag yeah. and I grew it. So now I use the dice bag of hoarding as my hand sewing kit. So many pockets. So many pockets. That's perfect. Everything gets its own compartment. Um, I did finish this week's episode and there's no spoilers to this comment. Yeah. But I did love the point where Ashley's roll, rolling very poorly. Uh-huh. And Laura sadly looks at I her know. bag and is I know. like, I can't give how you do anything. I give you? <laughs> I can't give you the thing. I can't. Uh, which made me love them so much. Oh, poor Ashley. On advantage, rolled two ones. And she's just the worst roller in the world. She, I, I mean, she's competition with Will Wheaton. Y- yeah. Actually, yeah. She does. Yeah. Um... Uh, sorry, y'all. You're gonna hear me talk to my dog. Leave it. <laughs> oh, Draco. Oh, sorry, Stormy. Same Stormy. Dogs. Same, Same dog. We're still recording all fresco. Yep. Uh, we're still working things out here. Um, and Drakey just gets really happy when he sees me. They're very excited boys. Um, and and the Stormy is just velcroed to Auntie Nixie. And usually is trying to climb into my lap yeah. while I'm talking half he's, the time. He's a very attached dog to the point where we're. Um, we're making it a point to leave the house every day. Good. To 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 leave them home, and then we leave the house every day. Yeah, cause, because because these bench, boys, unlike my girl, they're very attached. Well, yes, a and I feel like b have more odds of causing destruction with yeah. some separation anxiety. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, make no doubt that a Drake gets crated <laughs> when we leave the house. But my little nervous boy, I think I just want to avoid any more separation anxiety. Yeah. Than is already gonna happen. <laughs> Mind you, it's this when we say little boy who's crawling into our laps. I think I don't know if everyone's seen photos of these oh, two. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, they're not small. No, and uh, yeah, any newcomers to the bud? <laughs> we talk about our dogs a lot. Let's share. I'll start, and then you go, okay. and then I'll go again. Okay. <laughs> so, my first boy, bachelor number one, if you will. Bachelor number one is a lawful good boy. Yes. Definitely a paladin. Yes. Um, the sweetest heart in the whole world. He's so gentle. Uh, gentle sweetheart. Um. Can play rough and will defend if necessary. He yeah. got into a couple scraps when he was younger. He's one he, of my secret boyfriends. Yeah, he's a secret boyfriend to many a lady. Don't tell any of the ladies. <laughs> uh, but he is a black lab mix. He's. We think it's like a 
what is it a labrable is what they call him yeah it's but he's probably, mostly lab yeah there's it, you look he's at like him 75 percent lab yeah he's mostly a little black lab just the sweetest little boy full of like love and and caring yes to give caring to the extreme uh-huh yeah uh also very attached to the mama he was an only papo for a long time um when that was the case, he and I used to go for, like, hours yeah. walks in the mornings to the point where he learned how to sit just by knowing my steps. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, she's slowing down. I'm going to sit at this corner. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, and, oh, he's about 60 pounds. Like, of, and, and, and he's just a dense, dense 60 pounds. Dense little ball of black I matter. I would never guess he's 60 pounds. No. I would guess he's another 20 on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He, he looks like a 60 pound dog should. Yeah. But when he leans on you, it feels like 80. Yes. Um, very thick coat. I don't know how he's managed to live this, this cool. Well, it's short. It's yeah. black. It is, yeah, it's thick and black, but it is short. Yeah. Uh, I mean, long compared to his brothers, but we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now you go. Uh, so my my little diva, <laughs> it's a best uh, is a a corgi cattle dog mix. Yeah, she looks exactly like a tall corgi. Yeah, exactly like a tall tricolored corgi. Uh, she is the alternative mascot for House Slytherin. Uh huh. I was about I, to say the way that I say Slytherin. Full Slytherin. Um, she is loud like her yeah. mama. Uh huh. Um, she is, she is an absolute sweetheart when she wants to cuddle. Sure. Um, and she will take no shits if she doesn't want to cuddle. Not in the, like, she'll just leave. She's, what do we call her? The Patty Lapone of dogs? She is the Patty Lapone of dogs. Because she's just like, I'm too old for this shit, bye. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Mind you, she turns, today is actually her birthday. Aww. She's six. Yeah. Today. So she's not like. Yeah. Old diva, but she acts. She she acts. She's an emo theater kid. She's wise for her, for um, her years. And oh uh, yeah, Stormy's three, four, yeah. four, four. He's four. Yeah, he just turned four. She yeah, she's she's an absolute sweetheart. Yeah, I love her to absolute death. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes when I am working at home and on a Zoom call, <laughs> I you know like her a little less she chooses the exact times to make her voice heard she will be sleeping the entire day upstairs mm-hmm. i will not hear a peep from her mm-hmm. until i'm in a very important zoom sure. call and that's when the fedex truck comes by of course. and she really needs to let everyone yeah, know that she's present and available yes. and gonna protect from yes. the fedex man yeah but she's a. Uh, She's my little corgi butt. She's a she's a pretty derpy, amazing. She's dog. a derpy, adorable, yeah, a sweetheart. <laughs> I like her. Who's half cat? This is fun. We should talk about our dogs once a week, all uh-huh. the time. There we go. Uh, okay. And then <laughs> and then comes bachelor number two. Bachelor number two. Um, enter picture if you will. <laughs> a wild man of the jungle meets. A college frat boy. Yeah. Meets. Um. Maui from. Yeah, it does. Maui from Moana actually fits. Um, he is just a ball of fun and love and fuck yeah energy. Yeah, he does not have a malicious bone in his not body. A one. He also the problem is is does not realize that he's not the size of a 30 pound corgi. No, and and he only knows how to love with his entire body. 
um, as you can hear, our little paladin is out there guarding at nothing, mind uh-huh. you. Um, while while Drakey, so Drakey is definitely probably some sort of Pimpix, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. His face doesn't he's look like not a, one you can easily figure out the mix of. No, he's definitely one that would be interesting to get a, a DNA test on. I can tell you, he loves to hunt. Yes. Um. He and he. I think he's part cat in how he hunts. When you say cat, you do mean lion, right? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, not at all in personality, mind you, but mostly just in, oh, look, they found a palm frond. <laughs> um, a palm frond to chew that's going to sound great on mic. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> I think the best way to describe Drakey is just the visual, the visual of, again, sweetest dog in the entire world. I don't think I've ever seen him bar teeth, like... Ever. He's never made an aggressive mood ever in his life. No. The catch is that he also will run at Nick, who is six foot three or four, and, like, he land on his face. him back. Yeah. Like, yeah, just land straight on his face. Yeah. From a running leap. Uh, I think <laughs> of, like, Chris Pratt's character in Parks and Rec. Yes. Uh... Maui was another good yep. one. Ronan in a good mood. Ronan in a good mood, I think, fits, To keep yeah. it on, on brand. Um, as far as his coloring, I guess he's fun. I mean, I would just say Jason Momoa in, in ge- general. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> I should have named him Jason Momoa, the dog. Yeah. But we did a good job. Nathan Drake works, too, because yep. it's the same amount of, like, just get yourself into trouble that you didn't realize you were getting yourself into. Yeah. Um... Uh, maybe we'll post pictures and someone can tell me what breed my dog is. Because <laughs> I don't fucking know. Uh, and he is a little bit larger than Stormy. <laughs> Which, again, I think, uh, again, I would, if I had to guess, would uh-huh. say like 85 pounds. Yeah, I know of he's dog. Not that, no, but... he, he weighs maybe 65. But it's, but it's all muscle. Solid goddamn 65. Yeah, his hair's even shorter. Um, definitely shorter. He's a pretty, like, caramel color. Yes, that's the right... He's a dulce de leche. <laughs> yes, he's dulce de leche color. Uh, cafe au lait, any <laughs> of those fun <laughs> foreign terms. Uh, he's all muscle. He's ripped. Yeah. Uh, he's got what we call the butt guns, mm-hmm. where you can see the muscles in their butt. Yeah, even. Kaylee's got that. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's fluff covering it, too. Right, it's that corgi right. fluff, but she got it. Did you get them butt guns? Okay. <laughs> so we're just going to talk about Stargate. Welcome to the Anything But Stargate <laughs> podcast. February 24th, 2006. <laughs> uh, this episode, Michael... I think we had to get, like, all of the, the happy dog time off before we oh, start talking about that's what it episode. is. That's what it is. In fact, if you guys want, well, I should have said this earlier, skip the first part of the pod and come back to it at the end. That's not going to work. It's not going to work now. <laughs> Stupid. They can just, like, re-listen to it if they sure. want. Yeah, yeah, go back to it at the end. Yeah, just yeah, go yeah. Back. We promise we'll I, I have don't know. said new th- things. Magic. <laughs> Okay, written by Carl Binder, directed by Martin Wood, uh, and our our absolutely standout, fantastic guest star. Oh yeah, Connor Trenier, who I think anyone watching this will most obviously know him best as Trip from Star Trek Enterprise. Oh, yeah. I did not catch that yeah. because it's me. One of my three favorite characters from Star Trek Enterprise. Connor Trenier. Trenier. Uh, Trenier. Oh, uh, oh, oh, only paired with Captain Archer and Porthos the dog. Nice. Um, 
Not to mention he's from what might be the coolest sounding place in the U.S., Walla Walla, Washington. I do love Walla Walla, Washington. <laughs> um, and I think uh, uh, if anyone ever listens to Mike Birbiglia, yeah. uh, he tells a story about when he learned he had a sleeping disorder. Uh-huh. Uh, and the town of Walla Walla, Washington <laughs> comes into play a lot. And so I cannot hear that name without going... Waya Waya Washington because <laughs> he gets annoyed at the double L's. Okay. Um, I think I've heard Connor say this before, like at a convention or I read it or something, but um, it was also in, in the wiki, but he grew up not following science fiction. Oh. Like it just wasn't a thing on his radar. And so I he feel didn't, you. I feel you. He didn't understand like when he auditioned for Trek, he didn't quite get sure. what he was auditioning for. Uh, you know, I'm not mad at him. I get no, it. Because you're not someone who grew up with exactly. into science fiction. Like, I knew Star Wars, but I don't even know that I would call that science fiction. I feel it's like it's space opera. It's space opera. It's space fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the one place that I saw him recently that I did not expect him in, actually, I had to, like, do a double check, hmm. is Tom Cruise film a couple years ago, American Made. Oh. He plays former president George W. Bush. I can see the face for it. 100% you can see the face That's for it. That's funny. Yeah. Um, but, Grace, you have actually seen him already in the Stargate franchise. Oh, interesting. Before, he was Dr. Langford in Origins. He was Catherine's father. Oh, shit. Yeah. He played the guy who found the Stargate. I mean, talk about getting all the good parts. I know. Holy fuck. And... As we see in this episode, man's got some acting chops. No kidding. I'm looking <laughs> at his repertoire now. He was in The Purge. Yeah. He was in... He's had a ton of guest stars and a lot of stuff. Oh my gosh. Okay. Connor Trenier. Yeah. The shit. Got it. He's pretty awesome. So we start with... With Michael. Yeah, we don't even get a previous nope. Leon. It's nope. been a while nope. since we haven't had one. Uh, waking up in the dark infirmary, uh, always under a spotlight, because that's totally how uh, infirmaries work. Yeah, yeah. It's darkness in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. No, we don't reserve it only for operating rooms nope. anymore. Nope. But just imagine waking up and just right into the light. You're like, I'm dead. I All died. I see is the light. Yeah. Have I headed towards the light? Yes. Um, and we see radio or Carson radioing uh, Weir that he is awake. Uh, so Weir and John arrive to Carson checking out the guy's pupil reaction. You know, always a strong thing to do. Sure. Michael's bouncing back nicely, but he can't really remember what he's bouncing back from. Hmm. And he doesn't really remember anyone here in the room or who he is or where he is. Everything's very vague. Mm-hmm. And they try to fill some stuff in for him. You know, he is Lieutenant Michael Kenmore. Mm-hmm. He's here in Atlantis, which Atlantis sounds a little yeah. familiar to him. And when John mentions that he was off-world and captured by the Wraith, the Wraith sounds vaguely familiar to him as well. Maybe he's heard that before. It's troubling that you would remember the Wraith. And everything I've learned on fake TV medical dramas... <laughs> Is that usually amnesia. You don't remember more recent facts, yeah. but you know old, old things. Uh-huh. So it would be troubling to not remember yourself, yeah. but to remember the wraith. Yeah. That's all. Well, or maybe you, you, you to not remember the old stuff and only remember the thing that may have caused the PTSD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
Um, they're not really sure what the Wraith did to him yet, mm-hmm. um, but he was wounded in the rescue mission, and he's been out of it for a couple days now. And look, they're going to take real good care of him. Uh, the best care. He's going to... Uh, I mean, he does have recover. Carson Beckett himself. He does. he does. I mean, that's the best. One day, I'm going to have us do a ranking of TV doctors. Uh-huh. Because I love those medical dramas. Yeah. And I know you know all the sci-fi doctors. I do. And we're going to bring them all onto a table. Uh-huh. I think that'd be, actually, that'd, be, that'd be pretty fun. Okay. We, uh, one of the shows that Nick rewatches and we're in a rewatch now in the background is scrubs and that would be, <laughs> that would be interesting if you yeah. maybe one of them might make it i mean it depends on what you're in need of do this you just true. need someone to enliven your spirits this because dr house ain't gonna do it no neither will perry <laughs> um he does wear red wings jerseys though uh-huh. but so above his room in that little glass catwalk, though, oh, right. uh, we see that the room that Michael's in is under heavy surveillance. Weird. And and Weir wants him under a very close watch and is worried this is just the start of their problems. Yep. So is this when you started? Yeah, I, you know, Being usually you question? don't keep people under surveillance like this unless they're a threat. Yeah. Um, things, the vagueness of it all, and I will give, um, the art direction some credit here, too. Um, the lighting is is very specific. Yes. It's a little eerie, a little different. It's very specific in a lot of the episodes. Sorry, y'all, we're gonna fight over palm frond in a minute here. (laughs) Uh, just, uh, want y'all to be aware of the noise. They have spotted each other. Yeah. Um, But we have credits here. (laughs) Yes. So when we come back, Carson tells Michael that, oh, I'm just injecting you with your insulin Mm -hmm. because you have some type 1 diabetes. (laughs) Apparently that happened during your rescue mission. Yep, yep. Don't, no worries. Let's Um, be real. If he was a type 1 diabetic, he would have never (laughs) been able to get to Atlantis. It's a terrible lie, Carson. Yeah. I love you. You can't lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is part of why I love you. That's, that's not... That's, like, one of the least plausible... Yeah. You wouldn't have made it this far. No. They would have been like, no, you're not suitable to go on Anything that you have to be, you know, every day get the meds yeah. for... The, I, I'm sorry, you're just not going to make it in the yeah. military. Yeah. One of the many reasons why I would never I mean, make it. I mean, you would be fine in the military, just not on, like, the first-line squads going yeah, out I don't know. planet. I, you know, I always... <laughs> I haven't looked at it, so someone who knows better than me, let me know. Uh, I just always assumed I couldn't. <laughs> it depends, I think, where you're stationed. Fair. Yeah. You probably get a lot of... You, you, don't, you don't quite get as much as the out in the mission. Yeah. You're like, you get a desk job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, Carson says he's pretty sure Michael has generalized disassociative amnesia. Mm. Um, I mean, not saying it's from the Wraith, but it's from something that happened while the but Wraith had it's you. It's not not from the Wraith. <laughs> It's Wraith adjacent. From the your last mission, and then the time you were returned. You know, there the was time a with mission, the Wraith. and Wraith are involved in that mission. Also, I'm a bad liar. Did we share that already? No, he's basically me lying. Yeah, yeah. It really is. It's really not going great. Um, but Carson tells him that they're going to fill in the gaps a wee bit at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's going to get overwhelmed, and Michael's like, yeah, too fucking late for that. Yeah, it's a little weird. Overwhelmed has already come and gone. Yeah. Or come and stayed. 
sometime later, Carson is doing more work in the glass catwalk, and Taylor comes in, and she's going to go speak with Michael. And also, Carson, you need to get sleep. Yeah. This is the... It, look, if the if the weirdness of that first conversation wasn't enough to yeah. sound the alarms mm-hmm. and to, like, throw the red flags up, mm-hmm. Carson's nerves and unease throughout this entire episode yeah. should have raised your spidey sense. Yes, and I think, you know, I think when we get to it later, sort of, we love Carson mm-hmm. with our whole entire hearts, and it's like this is that little bit of questionable part yep. in Carson. Cause, oh, we'll get there. Yeah, we will. Oh, we gonna get there. Let's get there. We still Let's get love there. Carson, though. So Taylor introduces herself to Michael. Taylor mm. looks familiar. He's like, are we friends? And she has a very warm smile on her face when she's totally. like, yes, we are friends. And we learned how he was captured. His team was ambushed when they came upon a Wraith cruiser. And uh, Michael sacrificed himself for the rest of the team to escape because he's heroic. So let me throw one more thing out. Yeah. If the weird conversation yeah. and Carson weren't red flags, uh-huh. him being friends with Taylor, <laughs> Taylor doesn't have friends. No, Taylor doesn't Taylor have friends. Taylor doesn't do friends. No. <laughs> Taylor has people that she works with yeah. and the people that she grew up with. <laughs> Taylor doesn't dish and sit around and have friends. It's just what we know of Taylor. Yeah. The end. She's not... Yeah, she's... Every now and then, her and Weir and um, the psychiatrist, his name I can't Kate remember. Kate Thank you. May sit and have a fucking drink. Yeah. And bitch. Yeah. But that's it. It's... Yeah. She, she's got too much shit to do to socialize <laughs> just for funsies. Okay, that's all. Yeah, and and Michael does go, well, if you helped rescue me, then you're more heroic. Mm. We're like, okay, just Mm. calm down each other. Yeah, all of you shut the fuck up. Um, Taylor is then, you know, explaining to Weir and John and Carson and Kate about their conversation in the conference room, and they discuss how to ease his recovery, um, and the next step, the next step is going to be integration into the community and relational development. Uh-huh. I had to stop to make sure I said that correctly. Sure. Um, and and Carson is like, look, he's physically healthy enough to be released. Uh, John's more hesitant. Um, yeah. He is saying that Michael may have some residual effects buried in there, um, but we're with Kate's backing is like, yeah, no, just go forth. Um, yeah, all of this is all very uncomfortable, and I think it's supposed to be. Yeah, oh, 100% I just wrote, conversation about dude, what the fuck? Yeah. So, they give him to a nice big quarters with a glass door. Uh Uh-huh. Because, you know, all those have glass doors. You know, because privacy's for losers. (laughs) It is. They have curtains there, at least. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, Taylor leads him in, and he starts going through his room, and he doesn't remember anything that's in it, including his cowboy hat, because apparently from Texas, and, and all this time, John is watching on the surveillance cameras. Yikes. Yikes. I don't know that amnesia works like this. I'm just going to keep saying that. I, I think they should have done a little more wiki searches before well, they went with this. I mean, this. maybe, per, you know, purposefully medically induced amnesia sure. does. Yeah. I think, guys, you needed a better, stronger backstory to make this work. Well, and I wonder if, 
here's what they don't really touch on in the episode because later they're like well maybe he'll lose his memory again when you give him more drugs like i wonder if they were expecting him to lose his memory and all of a sudden they're like oh shit he doesn't remember anything maybe we can use that quick jam a story in maybe i think you would have prepared for that i think we should have prepared for that I mean, if you're just expecting something to, like, rip the Aratus DNA out of there. Sure, and not have anything. Well, yeah, and then he would still know his backstory. Yeah. Uh, which touches on another problem that yep, we'll get to. we'll get there. Okay. So, McKay is finishing a meal in the commissary complaining about the lack of blue jello. And just a reminder, even Atlantis needs dishwashers. Everybody needs dishwashers and blue jello. The, what I'm saying is, like, you don't have... To be a top-notch scientist or the That's most true. elite military to get to Atlantis. You, everybody needs a grunt. Uh-huh. Although I like the idea that they all get assigned dishwashing duty. This is, yeah. Like, like that's actually someone who has, like, two PhDs, and this is, like, their week to it's do like, dishwashing. It's like, your week to do dishes. Eat a dick. <laughs> get in there. Um, Jesse and I have I like this, this dream conversation about, you know, when we make it big and do yeah. whatever magical thing that we're going to do. We gotta remind each other to take out the trash <laughs> so that neither of us gets beheaded. It's you like go. that's great. You won your whatever thing you won. Go take out the trash. Go take out the trash. <laughs> so he gets up to leave and he sees Michael, and it is I, I can't say super awkward enough. It's the strangest conversation <laughs> of strange conversations. Yeah, the K is like a. Is a master of strange conversations, and it's and it's weird, right? It's like for this conversation, and it feels appropriate to the character. He rolled a really high intelligence check, yeah, with a really low charisma check, yeah, like a really low charisma check, but a nat twenty on intelligence. Yeah. So they're like, okay, somehow the conversation works, but you don't. I it's mean, very strange. Michael's not stupid. Like you can't not notice the two large bodyguards that are recording him yeah. anywhere. And the fact that he knows John is, like, you know, an arm's reach away. Uh-huh. Just in case, you know, he freaks out or something. And McKay's just tripping over his words left and right. Michael recognizes the Wraith, uh, like, materializer schematic. Weird for a person who has no memory of any things to randomly and like, know schematics. McKay's just, like... Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah, uh, well, your team was on a Wraith ship to infiltrate and then bring back intel so that's just part of your previous knowledge. I mean, not bad for on the fly. This is true. I mean, that's pretty much what my immediate... But the mistake was carrying those around him. Yes. Yeah. Goodness. Um, Yeah, he was super successful except getting caught by the Wraith, Michael adds. And he's like, well, I I mean, we've all been caught by the Wraith. All the time. I mean, I've got a punch card. I get a sandwich if I get caught one more time. And then it's just, it's one of the most painfully awkward goodbyes. Yeah. Leaving here, too. So in the gym, Mm -hmm. Taylor is training with Michael. Some sparring. Quickly takes him down, and he, you know, has to work to catch his breath, and he doesn't really quite believe her when she's like, no, you were a great fighter. Yeah. It's like, okay. But then the muscle memories start to come back. Sure. And, um, quickly, quickly comes back and, uh, takes her down Hard. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, right, I know how to do this. And while he's like, holy shit, I remembered how to do this, Ronan just 
throws him like a rag doll oh. by the throat. Ronan would like to rage. Against the back wall. Yeah. And Yikes. telling him to keep his hands off Taylor. Taylor has to quickly get up and like talk Ronan down. Remember all those red flags we've been throwing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So many red flags. Uh-huh. And then there was another one. Yeah. With McKay. Yeah. The reddest of all the flags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does Ronan want to kill you? Yeah. Reddest of all the... Like, like, Ronan... When Ronan wants to kill someone, there's a reason. Yes. (laughs) Yes. He's pretty clear. Uh, Eventually, he just drops him and walks out. Mm Mm-hmm. So, in, in... A bit later, in Kate's office, Kate's just like, Yeah, Ronan's new! He's uh, adjusting still, Is and he he's though? clashed with people. It, you're a worse liar than McKay. <laughs> and it's your job to get into people's minds. Yeah. You're bad at this. <laughs> Lady. <laughs> Goodness. Michael's just going to steer clear of Ronan. It's, it, this just goes to show how... Unprepared they were, I Un- think. I, they really just fucking stepped in it, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, just Which is ch- why I'm thinking that they were not prepared for him to lose his memory and they had to like throw some backstory yeah. shit together real quick. Bruh, you guys weren't ready to do this. No. You should not. I think you needed a few more conversations. The end. Okay. Um, but Michael is just you know, it's 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 frustrating to have someone as an enemy and he can't remember his past. Sure. It's frustrating that he doesn't recognize his own parents, that they don't look familiar. You know, he just wants to get back to normal and be like everyone else. Yeah. And in a dream, which is actually a double dream, we see through Wraith Vision. Inception style. And then we see Michael wake up and go pour some water and then he sees himself as a Wraith in the mirror. That is quite the jump scare. Yes. I loved it. A fan of horror movies. It was that done was pretty very damn well. Good. Yeah. It was done very well. And then he wakes up again. And he recounts this dream to Taylor in the gym. And I will say Taylor at least handles the conversation well. I think Taylor's the only one who's done a good job of of managing the situation. Yes. It's not a good situation to have to manage. No. But she's done it. I think she's walking that line mm-hmm. a little bit better than anyone else so far. No, I agree. Um, and he's like, he wonders if the Wraith put something in his head, and Taylor's like, look, you know, we don't know what the Wraith did to you, but rest assured, most people in the Lances have had that dream. I've mm-hmm. had that dream multiple times. It's just the stress of having the Wraith come at us. Yep. Like, you're cool. You're fine. I think she could have personalized that a little further. I mean, Taylor had a whole moment where they thought she was a wraith. 100%. She should have leaned into that. Me, yeah. But what do I know? <laughs> so Taylor fills everyone else on, you know, team Michael Yeah. on the dream. Carson, team you... weird ethics. <laughs> team questionable ethics. Yeah. Carson's like, well, I can give him some drugs to help him sleep more. I mean, I could up the dosage of the Wraith Be Gone, mm-hmm. um, but I don't want to because the dosages are pretty precise, which uh, at this point, we does not say what dosage is. No, It just says dosage. Yeah, and, and also, I, I think it's fair to say Carson's like, I have involved in this already more than I'm comfortable with. Yes. I have a hunch. God, it's like when you talk about Carson with this... I have, you know, Carson's working on this drug because he honestly thought it was going to help. 
because he was like, I can fix this. Oh, I will get into that. Yeah. I will get into specific, and, yeah. And like, oh, I can't wait. I have a hunch, and even Carson was like, okay, we're ready to move on, because Elia was a perfect example. Mm-hmm. You know, that's someone he could have helped. Yep. And that would have been, you know, in his mind, doing good and right. healing. And he's like, okay, we're ready for human testing. And I think it's one of those things where Carson's like, oh shit, there was a line back there, and now I'm just like fucking stuck on I? this road and now I feel guilt so I'm just gonna work myself I've to passed, the bone. I've passed the checkpoint yeah. and I don't know how to go back. Uh-huh. And now he's like, I'm just here now. Yeah. It's a weird times. So what I, is the truth? I think it's what did they do to Yeah, Michael? I think it's one of those things also where it's like we forget sometimes that Carson is uh, not we forget, but Carson's a scientist and every once in a while it's that scientist brain of wanting to make the discovery conflicts with the yeah, medical you, doctor brain. You don't become as good of a doctor as he is yeah. without that ability mm-hmm. to to kind of lock into the scientist inside you. Yes. Um, I think what makes Carson Carson mm-hmm. is this innate desire to 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 help people. Yeah. But that's not what makes him Dr. Carson. Yes, that makes him healer. Yes. It's healer yes. Carson versus Dr. Carson. It's interesting. Interesting. Um... So, but Carson doesn't want to, like, up the dosage right now. He wants to wait. He's like, look, if these are just dreams, like, that's Heitmeyer's territory. Like, that's not mine. <laughs> yep. I'm out. I'm drawing my line in the sand. Uh, and Taylor just sort of wonders, like, should we tell him the truth? Yeah. Because Taylor's like, it's getting real hard to keep this shit from him. And at this point, have we even done the right thing? Um, uh, Yep. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Those Taylor? are all the questions y'all should have asked before <laughs> you started this. But again, what do I know? And it's clear that yes, Michael is still having those dreams. Mm-hmm. He has another appointment with Kate, and it's clearly Michael's not having his best day. Nope. Kate is like, look, these are just PTSD dreams. Um, you, you know, we'll walk through it. You'll be fine. Michael is like, there is some other shit going on that I cannot shake. I'm Something's being gaslit right. by my therapist. I know! <laughs> like, lose your license-worthy shit. Yeah! Okay, that's all. Yeah! Um, this... Yeah, it's real bad gaslighting. This whole first half of this episode. Oh, I don't love this. Okay. <sighs> um... And he just, Michael keeps getting the feeling that people know more and there's something not telling him. And Kate just kind of doesn't say anything and shifts in her chair. And he's like, that shit right there. That's you not telling me. That shit. Uh, and every, he's like, everyone's being very careful and having to think about what they say before they talk to him. Mm-hmm. And he gets the feeling that there's something people aren't telling him. And if it's something about the Wraith, and it's something that the Wraith did to him, he really wants to know. And we're like, it's nothing that the Wraith did to you. I mean, it's Wraith adjacent. It's Wraith adjacent. But again, this is, I think these scenes here with Heitmeyer are the scenes that the lighting stands out to me the best. Oh, fair. Those lights of light and dark shadow that plays across both of their faces. Yeah, there's a lot of deep contrast. And even... And the scene later where he's completely standing in shadow, like, next to the window. Oh, yeah. It's just gorgeous use of lighting. 
So Michael and the shadows passed John and Ronan in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carson gave Michael some sleep happy pills. He's yeah. gonna go test him out. Yikes. Uh, and Michael stops Ronan before they move on. Oh. And he's like, look, look, bro. I don't know what happened between us. Um, I don't know if I did anything to upset you, but I really would like to move on, and I'd like to apologize. And he holds out his hand to shake, and Ronan just stares nope, at him. Nope, 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 John's like, shake the man's hand, dude. And Ronan's like, yeah, that's not fucking happening. I can't. <laughs> uh, and just stares Michael down. I can't. And I use that on purpose, K-A-N-T, because we're going to get into Kantian philosophy later. <laughs> and why Ronan can't. Okay, that's all. Uh, and, and John is again like, shake the man's my fucking hands. And Oof. Ronan again is, tr- you know, this part here, Ronan's like, I'm at least trying to avoid the issue here. Yep. Like, Ronan's like, I can't take part of this. I'm trying to do what I can. Ronan's like, I know where I stand. Uh-huh. It's real clear to me. I've made my voice heard. Yeah. Because I'm sure he has. He has. I'm sure, but again, it's one of those where he, at least he's, he's like, look, I'm not trying to undermine what you're doing. I'm just trying to avoid the situation. But I'm not going to be part of but it. But I'm not going to be part of it. So he tries to avoid the situation, and yeah. Michael steps up to him again. And instead of taking the hit, Ronan just decks him across the face real hard. Yep. And then Michael responds in kind. Yay. And then they have to be physically separated this by the cards. must be great. <laughs> Ronan would totally just hit a random dude for no reason. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know. If he's drunk enough, it might just be a barroom brawl. Fair. Goodness. Yeah. So that- um, I'll, 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 I'll get into it. I don't, look, I don't know when to start. I know. Because I won't come back. I know. But I, I think I know when I need to start, okay. so I'm holding it there. So that night... Uh, Michael isn't able to sleep, and he, and he tells his guards, look, the pills aren't working, I'm going to head to the infirmary. Mm-hmm. And when he gets there, Carson is asleep at his desk. Her Carson, yeah. like, literally oh. asleep. I, I, like, I feel like it's not even asleep, it's just, like, passed out. Yeah. Like, it's like, he just went. Um, and there's a calendar there. Yeah. Scenic Scotland. And there's a label on the picture that says Kenmore, which, in case you didn't know, Kenmore is basically in the middle of Scotland. Uh, kind of like... Uh, slightly south of in betweenish of Glasgow and Inverness. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And no one else is around in the infirmary. Uh huh. And Carson's apparently a heavy sleeper at the moment. Well, when you're passed out from being that tired, he probably hasn't slept in days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael tries pulling some stuff on the computer, but it's password protected. Hmm. Which at least there's that on base. Yeah. Jeez. Um, but he does find some discs there, some CDs. Old school technology. How quaint. How quaint. Uh, and the case says patient 4364, Lieutenant Michael Kenmore. And inside there's discs that are labeled day by day. You know, in fairness, if my name is on a thing, I'm going to look at it. 100%. 100%. Yep. So back in his quarters, he grabs the laptop. Uh-huh. Um, he is very aware that there are cameras all over. Some yeah. of them are not hidden. No. Yeah, they're like, hey, you're being watched. Bye. And you can see the people watching those cameras desperately trying to get a visual on the laptop screen. Mm -hmm. And Michael displays day 12. And it's Michael's unconscious, fairly kind of predictable, right before he woke up. Yep. Day 10 is he's very agitated. Um, He's fighting his restraints. 
this is out. a nightmare. Imagine this is you I know. watching your own. Yeah. This is like a nightmare straight out of like a horror video game. Yeah. I love it. And I hate it and I love it all at once. Day seven is much of the same, but there's a lower pitched voice. Hmm. And he, he skips over to day one. And Michael watches in horror. Uh-huh. As we hear this voice angrily saying that they will die for this, that they will come and destroy you, blah, 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 as John says. Sure. Um, and, he, and John's like, you're going to need a name. How does Mike sound? Oof. And we finally see in that bed, John and Ronan are holding down a wraith. With very long blonde hair, by the very way. Very long blonde That's hair. Not, dive too deep into that. Did you yeah. give my haircut? What did they do? Bus cut? Uh-huh. And, uh, and... He freeze frames it as Carson and the guards break into the room, and Michael just turns the screen and shows, like, I found what you fucking did. Yep. With this face of, like, fear and shock and, and anger, anger and, and, all, and all emotions. Yep. Yeah. Um, he's pissed. I you don't know, blame him. rightly so. Yeah. Um,. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. I'm going to wait. There's a certain. Okay. I'm going to wait. So John and Weir are now there in the room too. Uh, Michael is uh, a little more than slightly pissed. Sure. Not that you can blame him. Yeah. And he's like, you lied to me. Uh Like, I'm a wraith. And Weir's like, well, you were a wraith. Technically, you are no longer. And he goes, don't fucking call me Michael anymore. Yeah. It's not my name. And yeah. we see, uh, we do see a specific shot of John's hand going to the sidearm. Mm-hmm. Just a reminder that John will not hesitate if need be. Yeah. And yeah. we're like, fine. An explanation without lies. What they know of the Wraith, and what we know of the Wraith, is they mm-hmm. evolved from the Aratus bug and humans. When the yep. Aratus bug and a human love each other very, very much. Yeah. You know, sometimes then they, they attack each other's they, brain cells. They attack each other's brain cells, and the stork will give you a wraith. Uh-huh. Um, Carson developed a retrovirus, which we've been hearing of for quite a while now on the show, to suppress the aratus bug parts, leaving just the human genetic stuff behind. And, you know, they needed to do a human test. Shocker, it wasn't insulin. A <laughs> human to wraithy test. <laughs> so, Michael just. Lays out the whole moral question of this episode. Uh Uh-huh. That they think being a wraith is a disease that they can cure. What makes being human better than being a wraith? Yeah. What gives them the right? So, uh, this is where I'm going to jump in (laughs) and give us a little tangent. Uh Uh-huh. Philosophy and medicine? Sure. According to Grace. I mean, those two, there's rightfully those two are very interchangeable. Interconnected many times. So, I'm gonna... There's so many different things you can touch on for this topic. Oh, I'm sure. Um, There's a lot of ways that you can get into this, a lot of examples in actual history. Um, So, I'm gonna share just a couple of things that I hit on, because I think they help form the conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really all we can do, because... Yeah, it's too big of a thing. It's so huge. Yeah. So I started by looking into um, bioethics. Yeah. Right, which is a study of controversial issues created by advancements in medica- in medicine, um, bio meaning life, ethos behavior. Mm-hmm. 
it's been around forever, this idea, because as long as we've been human, we've had consciences. Yes. Um, but the phrase was coined uh, about 100 years ago, 1926. Um, and I think the paper was called The Biological Imperative. Um, I've heard and, of that. And then in the 1970s, they, uh, they included the environment and the biosphere into this idea of bioethics. Interesting. So it's not just people, but the things we do to our environment. Interesting. So there's the there's the big umbrella, yes. right? Uh, and this is why I found, and I'm going to share all my sources because this is a legit thing, um, on the Audiopedia, which is on YouTube. Everything was a video, so if you want to, you can go check out these videos, and I just looked up what is bioethics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I found this really cool video from eight years ago mm-hmm. from The Big Think, which had our boy Fauci, Fauci! <laughs> as I like to call him. Um, and he talks on bioethics, but he has this big round approach to it that I like. And he ultimately says um, the idea uh, we have to remember, we have to go back to what makes us us. Mm-hmm. Intellect, will, and choice. Mm-hmm. So as we're talking about these two, these things, uh, we talk about how biological sciences impact beings, um, and the, when they involve a human slash wraith subject, yeah. <laughs> um, what are the fundamental ethics he, uh, are, are necessary here, um, and a, a lot of what bioethics talks about is information mm-hmm. and giving people a sense of autonomy and the yeah. will to make this choice themselves. Yeah. So right now our gang's not looking real good. No. Because. Um, Michael had no choice. Michael had no choice. None choice at all. He's a living, breathing, human, wraith being. Yeah. Um, and it goes back to this idea of, like, why is human better than wraith? We yeah. don't know that that's true. Um, did we take this approach to the Jaffa? No, we didn't, right? We mm-hmm. let them make the choice because now some Jaffa are still Jaffa and they're on our side. Yeah, that, uh, well, I think that was the difference is that, you know, the Jaffa, like, I think the people... <laughs> I go back to really early on, there was a line that John had, and it may even have been in the pilot or early in the season, I mean, he was like, yeah, but the Wraith aren't part of the Geneva Convention. Right. If they were, they would have tried to eat everyone. Sure, but we don't, we, we just don't, don't know. We don't. I'm just saying, like, yeah. there's a reason, like, the Jaffa at least were seen yeah. human, Yes. you know, more so than the Wraith. Yeah. So it's interesting because until this point in the story, Ronan seems like he's not coming across really great, like it's not a great look. Yeah. But maybe Ronan's not in the worst position no. here. Uh, so then we come to this idea of uh, of Kantian uh, philosophy, and Kant was a German philosopher, mm-hmm. in which things were black and white. Yeah. We don't we don't violate no the great. rules. Period. Um, and in a video I found done by Crash Course, which talks about utilitarianism, which we'll coming to next, <laughs> they bring up Kant and they use a great example in pop culture that we'll all know. It's the fact that Batman never kills the Joker. Yeah. Um, killing the Joker would remove a bunch of other deaths from the world. Yep. Because you kill the Joker, all these other people live. The but you're end. Killing him. However. Yeah. Batman describes Kanti is a Kanti mm-hmm. as a scraper. He's like, I don't kill, period. Yeah. Uh, so for him, the train dilemma is I don't kill. It's the real dilemma. Yeah. Whereas um, um, if we go into this idea of utilitarianism, 
the train dilemma is very easily solved. Yeah. Because you kill the one to not kill the many. You kill the fewer, yeah. Uh, so here's another one, right? And this is all from the same video. Uh, utilitarianism, right? So let's think of this concept, this sense of philosophy, this philosophical idea. If you have the ability to stop a killer and don't, are you good or are you bad? Yeah. So... Yes, our crew, our Weir, our Carson, we're looking pretty bad at first, right? The mm -hmm. bioethics of things are saying, hey, you don't put people through stuff without their consent. Yeah. Every, every living being, every person who could feel fear and yep. pain should be allowed to make these choices for themselves. Y'all fucked up. You didn't let yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. do that. However, However, utilitarianism comes in and is like, I got your back, guys. Yeah, because this hey, guy was going to feed yeah. who knows how many people. Yeah, and, and as far as utilitarianism goes, good consequences equal good answers. Yeah. Regardless of what you did to get there. Yeah. If the consequence is good, meaning less rape, meaning more alive people... Then you're yeah. fine. Yeah. Then the, none the of it matters. The outcome is the important part. They're not, they don't give a shit about collateral damage. Yeah. Is how utilitarianism works. Um, so, um, utilitarianism, as far as the modern study of it, goes back to the 1700s. Um, but it's as old as time, like everything else. Started with the Greeks. <laughs> with, with our buddy Epicurus. Um, Who's not just a food website, guys. No, it's interesting, right? Because out of utilitarianism is where this idea of hedonism comes from, right? Mm -hmm. Actions should be measured in the happiness or pleasure they produce. Yeah. Which is where people are like, oh, that's a really hedonistic thought. But it's not that simple. No. It's to pursue happiness, but not just for ourselves, but for the greater the of greater humanity. community. Yes. Regardless of the size of that community. Yeah. Uh, so, the principle of utility. Act always as so to produce the greatest good for the greatest number. Yep. That's the principle of utility. Um, hang on to that. The needs uh, of the one. Outweigh. The, no. The, no. To the, many the needs of the many. The I always say in reverse that the needs of the one don't outweigh the needs of the oh, many. Yeah. But it starts with the needs yeah, of the many. Yeah. Uh, outweigh the needs of the few. Fuck uh, yo. Yike. Big yike. Um, and... Um, so, we always have to make our decisions from this detached space as a benevolent, uh, what they call it is a, a benevolent spectator. Mm -hmm. If you weren't involved, what choice would you make? Yeah. So, here's the thing. How far back do we dial? Yeah. Am I a non-involved human? Am I a non-involved alternate race? Yeah. How far back exactly. am I stepping away? Yeah. Holy God. Okay. Um, and we already mentioned this, consider the Jafar. What did we do there? We didn't say the Jafar are different from humans. We said Jafar, as important as humans, yep. how do we step away and include them in this decision? And include Because here's the thing, is that even cases of, do you want to go on Tritonin or be reliant on right. the symbiote? There are some cases where we had to make that decision for them so they don't die. Right. But in the most case, you know... We've been like, here's all the benefits of Tritonin, and mm -hmm. it's really great, but like, it is going to be up to you if yeah. you want to continue that or not. We may have slightly nudged some things we in just one dimension. We don't but know. We don't have the information that tells us that maybe a wraith could be turned. I mean, we went go through the process of making sure to not blame the hosts in the gold right. cases and to make sure that they are separated. Right. Now, here's a question. Like, uh, I mean, it's not a question. I think there's a difference. But 
the wraith evolved to yes. be this. Now, they are they are trying to make the very clear distinction that it is half a Raidus bug, half human, and mm-hmm. we're stripping one away. You know, is that different than stripping the ghoul half away, the symbiote right. away from? Or is the it ghoul? evolution? Or is it evolution? Because this is an evol. This has evolved into being that yeah. a Raidus bug just not did not kidnap. Maybe I want to be bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah. Maybe I want this. But like we the Raidus bug didn't kidnap the human. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, I also wrote, I took notes on this other thing, um, it's like a, 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 it's similar to the train analogy, right? Yeah. Uh, in the 20th century, a philosopher named Bernard Williams said, okay, let's, let's put this idea to the test, right? You're in South America, you're wandering around, doing your thing, you're touring, uh, and you run into this, like, um, uh, a native population, right? It's 20, 20 people. And they're being held prisoner by non-natives um and this guy you know the guy holding them prisoner jim he says okay i'll let them all go if you shoot one of them yeah right yeah so utilitarianism says you shoot one you shoot one because the 19 get to go because yeah. again the approach is to make as many people happy as we can this yeah interesting and then you're gonna go approach. through and you're gonna try to value out which one not the most expendable but what makes the least amount of uh kerfuffle of losing yeah. that one person yeah so utilitarianism says fuck yes one yeah. one is, is one. worth less than the 19 yeah but Kant says nah bro we nope. don't kill no kill period, period. At the end so this is where you have to consider is that okay? Yeah. Why is that okay? Yeah. Why didn't Batman just kill the Joker? I know. Because he's still killing. Um, and then they then they take this other idea that I thought was even better way to think about it, right? Like, let's say you're on board utilitarianism. Got it. Sometimes you got to kill a few to get yep. others living. Well, now we have this, right? Um, I have five. I'm a doctor, and I have five patients who need different types of transplants. Yeah. We need a heart. We need some yeah. lungs. We need some kidneys. Uh-huh. And they're all gonna die if they don't I get this. I know this one. Yeah. And I've got this neighbor kind of useless a little bit of a dick no one's gonna miss him if he goes yep do we kill him yeah to give these five nice people a chance to live is that appropriate it's Um, crazy maybe not right yeah Um, so this is this is the act versus rule versions of utilitarianism an act says you kill one guy for five people yeah. The uh, rule utilitarianism says, no, we don't do that exactly. It's a case-by-case case scenario yeah. situation. And we have to think with the long-term in mind. Because, yeah. okay, if I do this once, what's to say that every other person with a healthy ecosystem, yeah. a healthy biology, isn't up for grabs? Exactly. It's like, well, you're just one, and all your organs could help all these other six. Yeah. So, fuck you. Um, so this leads us back to nowhere, because they weigh each other, weigh out. Each other out. So what is the right choice? Nobody fucking knows. Personally, Which is why it's a great episode. Yes! Personally, I think you hold him. You keep him alive. You, um... Maybe don't lie to him. I wouldn't lie. Yeah. I would have started from the beginning. I think in the beginning I would have said, like, look, you're our prisoner. Yeah. Here's what we're about to do. Yeah. And we'll see where it goes. Because eventually you'll run across someone who might say yes. Well, and the thing is... Well, some rate that will say yes. Even if you say... Even if they say no and you choose to do this by force... Yeah. I think there's something in the honesty of it. Yes. Well, and you say, hi, you were a prisoner. We turned you human. You were a wraith. As, as Taylor essentially says later, it's literal Keiko death. Yeah. 
So um, make a choice. The other part that I really mm-hmm. like in in what he just said here is when he goes on about how he's like, you think that being a wraith is disease that you can cure. Right. Now, that is something that I latched on to. And, and while I don't have personal experience because I'm not someone who's, say, you know, blind or something. Yeah. You know, there is... Uh, or, or um, oh, I think another great example is someone who's deaf. Right. And there are some people who who are born deaf who are like, no, I don't want an implant. Yeah. I don't want to suddenly be able to hear. This is my life. Because I'm not broken and I don't yeah. have to fix anything. Yeah. You know, being, being a wraith is not something you have to fix. Your perspective is not the only perspective. And exactly. it doesn't make it right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, and again, people should have choice. Yeah. That, that autonomy comes back into play from the bioethics. Y'all, <laughs> I could do this for hours, and I'm not even high. <laughs> we are in my wheelhouse. I live here. I live Let here. Let me show you around <laughs> my house. Would you like some tea? <laughs> yeah, it's... It, like, that is why... I could not wait for you to get to this episode because oh I knew God. you would latch into some of this so much. It's um, it's legit. It's legit stuff. And, it's big. And John points out sort of, I think, for this specific case, um, what might be a valid point. He's like, look, we're at war. Uh-huh. You, your side, the Wraith, are going to step at nothing to try to kill all of us. Yep. We're trying to do everything we can to not let you kill all of us. This is our atomic bomb. It's like, this way we're not killing you. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we might be, you know, fucking messing with your DNA, but we're not killing you. Yeah. But are they killing the person that was and creating yeah. a new person? It, 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 yeah. Which it's, is not again, something John is going to think of. The, yeah. Car, the, my AKA is the Manhattan Project. Because this is the <laughs> this is, is their version of the atomic bomb. How yeah. do we get through this so that once and for all there's a, there's a way to deal with this? Yeah. Um... Oh god, I almost said the final solution. Oh god, <laughs> no, no, retreat, <laughs> retreat, go back. So uh, Michael is just like, look, you made everything up. My name, my parents' photos. They're like, we're like, look, I'll take ownership for all that shit. Yeah, um, th- we did bad on that part for sure. She's like, I honestly was worried about how would you react if we told you the truth, kind of like how you're reacting now. Mm-hmm. And John sort of takes one step a little questionable further. It's like, no, we were trying to erase all trace of Wraith from you. Yeah. We didn't want... We were... Did you ever see that movie Somewhere in Time? Yeah. With Christopher Reeve? He's like, uh-huh. we were trying to make sure there was no pennies in your pocket for uh, you to go back. Can I tell you that I've watched that movie a whole bunch of times because it's filmed on Mackinac Island in Michigan, uh, and that Grand Hotel is actually a place and it's fucking gorgeous. Oh. And Mackinac Island doesn't allow any, uh, like, motorized vehicles there, except for the very, very few emergency vehicles. I love this. And so the whole place is, like, bikes and horse-drawn carriages. I want to go there. We can go there. It's gorgeous. Let's go there. No, 100% we should go there. It's really pretty. And we'll recreate somewhere in time. Yep. They and actually we'll they actually have a special suite that's, like, the somewhere yes. in time suite. Anyway. John then goes, well, you're a hell of a lot better off now than you were before. Is he... Yeah, uh, according to who? Yeah, according to John? Yeah. Uh. So everyone's in the conference room sometime after this, and Ronan's just shy if I told you so. Yeah. Well, yeah, and uh, again, I will give Ronan this, right? The beginning of the episode, I was like, mm, Ronan's approach is very problematic. Regardless of what's going on here, it's very improbable. But yeah. here's here's what I'll say. Uh, I'll give 
Ronan credit for he is the only one who did not bend his personal ethics. Yes. Regardless of what they are, whether they're yes. right or wrong, I think he would be down for the Kantian uh, approach. I think he would be. Things are yes and no. And there's no in between. But also he would without hesitation kill one person to save ten. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so maybe not. I without hesitation. He's definitely not Batman. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Um, John points out that, well, plus side is it's pretty obvious the retrovirus works. And he goes, John literally says, we can hopefully deploy it as a biological weapon and hit entire hive ships, turning them human. And I'm like, any phrase that you say biological weapon in what might be a good tone is probably questionable. I, it's so strange, right? Because if you consider where they're coming from, from their ethical perspective, they're yeah. like, well, we're not killing them. We're not killing them. Yeah. We're curing them of this disease. We're just making it so they don't want to kill other people. Yeah, And that's what they're telling themselves, for sure. But it's in their nature. It's, it's um... Here's... Domesticating tigers. I was actually gonna go... So I was gonna go a slightly weirder... Okay. I was gonna go a slightly weirder train. Okay. Okay. So what if, what if cows got really smart? Oh. Okay. And what if cows developed a gene treatment to force all humans to being vegetarian? Right. It's good for them. It's good for us. Uh Uh-huh. It's good for the environment. They don't need us anymore. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Because that's what, I mean, the rate, their only food source is humans. Right. Oh, that's so interesting. And so I think that's the other. That's the only re- That's the other reason that Carson is like. Initially, I can imagine Carson would have been on board. He's saving all these other humans. Yeah. Because then they're not going to eat all these humans. Yeah. He's not necessarily getting rid of the erratus bug and turning up. He's just getting rid of the parts that want to eat humans. Yeah. His he is, um, dialed in, to the part where he gets to save more human lives. Yeah. He's like, this is the train going and hitting one person instead of ten people. Yeah, and if I'm the train conductor, yeah. what can I do? If if I ha- if I can't stop the train, then why don't I at least and I not think, kill all five And I those? think Carson, through this process, is suddenly faced with the realization of what turning that train towards one person means. It still means he still has to do this to the one person. Yeah. Which is why he's not sleeping. Which is why he's not sleeping. Yeah. Um, so Carson is like... I mean, hold your horses, dude, on the biological weapon part. A, we're a long way from there. And B, again, can we not use the term biological weapon? Uh, yeah. And... I mean, call it what you want. It is it what is. it is. It is what it is. Um, but sometimes you don't call it... it you know, it make it a pill sleep easier. At night. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, to Ronan's like, look, you can make him talk like a human and look like a human, but it's a fucking wraith and nothing's going to change that. That part's problematic, but... Uh, he's gonna feel what he feels. So, Taylor comes to visit Michael. Mm-hmm. He's clearly still frustrated and pissed mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. Yeah. Taylor is like, look, for my part, I'm real sorry. Yeah. Uh, and you get the, I, I get the feel that she honestly is. Yeah. I mean, because she earlier was like, is this the fucking right thing to do? I think she was trying to find her way to say, um... It's, it's after the fact, but a way to get some buy-in from Michael. Yeah. And her approach was softer and a way to yeah. make him see or realize that and this is a good thing. Michael points out that, like, look, you told me you were on the team that rescued me, but actually you were on the team that captured me. Yeah. 
and like you had the nerve to say that you are my friend mm-hmm. and then you lied to me Taylor's like look I still want to be your friend mm-hmm. um, I still really believe that this could make your life better yeah um, and he's like really because it seems to Michael that you did this to make your lives better yeah yeah, I agree. Taylor's like, I got nothing on that one. Yep. You're not wrong. It's uh, kind of truth. Um, and he's like, what makes humans better than the rape? Yeah. This question again. And Taylor's like, look, I mean, they're evil and they kill and feed on humans and they have no mercy and they have no compassion. Um, and, and Michael's like, and humans are different? Right. The only thing we don't do en masse yeah. is eat other humans. Well, I think it's also, you know, I think it's one of those where the only, how many humans have the Wraith run into? They've run into the special ops teams who are yeah. always out on the planet, who are always armed, yeah. and things like that. How many Wraith have we honestly met? We've let the leaders and and like the guards and yeah. things like that. We don't know there's not like an entire population of artisan wraith. Right, trying to do and here's the thing too, they're not killing for sport. Plays. Yeah. Well which, I mean Ronan was kind of killing for sport. No, no, I mean the Wraith. The oh, Wraith right. are are killing to feed. I mean they were hunting Ronan for fun. True. They were hunting one human for fun. But in the majority of the time, the incentive for this killing became a food source, right? Yeah. The, the, the incentive for this... I mean, we also hunt our food sources for fun, too. Now, if I'm a wraith looking at humans, you guys kill each other over bullshit. Yeah. So why would I think that human life is any more important? Oh, yeah. Exactly. If you don't value it... Exactly. I need to eat. Uh-huh. I'm at least eating the bodies. This is true. I'm, and so, like, that's the whole thing of, like, the, the Wraith have run into a select personality of yeah. humans, and yeah. we've run into possibly a select population yeah. of Wraith. God, what a crazy thing. I mean, there could be just, like, some Wraith IT dudes doing desk jobs. They're like, hey, man, we buy our packaged human. We don't even know where it comes from. Exactly. We don't ask too many questions. Yeah. They just live in, like, a suburban it's rape life free somewhere? free-range humans. <laughs> um, they, you know, they get to have their own little computers and homes. They get, their, they get their, you know, they're just making sure that their humans aren't essentially, like, Matrix batteries. Yeah, and then we uh, kill them peacefully. They yeah. go down quickly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's terrible. It's so dark. Um, and, and, again, he's like, are humans really any different and he goes, he questions that what was done to him was done out of compassion. Yeah, I would agree. And again, Taylor's still like, I got nothing. I think there's, I think it's fair to say that it was done out of self-preservation. Yes. And I think that there would have been a level of respect given there, showing how he treats Ronan. Yeah. If they had just said that. Yeah. Yeah. So the conversation doesn't go much better in Kate's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, look, you, I want you to open up and discuss your valid feelings of betrayal. How about, fuck you. <laughs> Resolve them. You've lied to me from the beginning. 
He's like, we've been there. We fucking tried that. Uh, he does know the feelings inside of him have been gnawing, and they're very real. And it's things like hunger and aggression, and he's feeling them more and more. How about I just eat you, therapist? Yeah. Because you're not good for much else. Um, and he's, like, not even trying to engage her anymore. He's just standing in the shadow. Yeah. And he just basically... he's. This is where you go, oh, Connor is an amazing actor, and, like, the way he played Michael, human Michael, compared to now how he's playing I Was a Wraith Michael, is beautifully different. He's owning it. Um, And just kind of makes himself fairly menacing towards Kate and then leaves. And back in the observation room, um, regardless of Carson's warning, they are going to up his dosage. Yeah, bruh, this is getting out of hand. And if he doesn't agree to take it, they're going to have to insist. And I, yeah, Maybe he could wipe his memory again. We can try again. They're doubling down. They're just going for it. And was like, what? So we just start these lies all over again? Yep. Apparently. And I love the shot of the guard coming in to get Michael for the next injection. Just like Michael in the mirror. Yeah. Staring out the window. Yeah. Beautifully done. And the tension in this next scene is palpable. Yes. As they walk up the stairs and Ronan's just prowling behind them. Here's the thing. This is where they should have been smart enough to keep Ronan back a little bit. Yeah, like, Ronan, just how about you don't go near him? Yeah, Ronan, you don't get to... You're only exacerbating the situation. To be fair, they may have told Ronan that. Yeah, well, that yeah, there's no... Who's going to keep Ronan away? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I think the only... I mean, let's... Let's be honest. I think... Really, there's only... There's only one person I think that Ronan would listen to unconditionally, and that's John. Yeah. I think he will listen to Taylor and Weir, partly because John said, listen to Taylor and Weir. Right. But and he has a respect to him, yeah. but I think he would go against Weir and Taylor if his moral, like, if he knew he yeah. had to. Yeah. I think the only person that he would absolutely listen to is John. Yeah. I so if John's it. not there telling him to don't, yeah, he's like, else can fuck off. I'm going to do whatever the yeah. fuck I want. So at the top, Michael pauses and turns to Ronan, asking what Ronan wants, and he's like, I'm just fucking waiting for you to give me a reason to kill you. Yeah. That's all. And as we've said before, Michael's like, I should thank you. You're the only one around here who's been honest from the start. Yeah. That's true. And when the guard's like, hey, dude, we have to go, Ronan just taunts him a little bit. Yeah, why not? And Michael turns without warning, throws one guard down. Mm Mm-hmm. Takes a swipe at the other one, pulls his sidearm while the guard calls in that he's escaping, and Ronan goes running after him yep. with his yep. with his weapon He just drawn. was looking for a reason. Uh huh. So Ronan goes a hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> the one guard finds him first, or should I say, Michael finds the guard first? Yep. Who the guard just has a stunner, and he turns to point it at Michael, and Michael shoots first. Yep. And honestly, you can tell, I think, Michael's a little shocked that he fired as well. Yeah. I think there was a definite um, hesitation, maybe? It was like an instinctual thing, and Michael's like, oh, fuck, I just did that. Yeah, there was definitely something within him. There was an internal struggle happening. Yeah. And and, because when the guard goes down, like, the guard's sort of still moving a little bit, and Michael just kind of goes down and, like, studies the blood, almost. Yeah. He's... 
conflicted. He's just like, fuck, this guy's dead now, what do you do? And as he stands up, Ronan has a blaster right to his face. Uh-huh. Um, but John fires a stunner from the other direction for Ronan to fire, because he did fear that Ronan would forget to put his weapon oh, on stun, sure. which he is... quote-unquote forget. Accurate. Yeah. And the guard... Here's the thing. Taylor then checks the guard and is like, he's dead. And I was like... Lady, that guy was moving like 20 seconds ago. Yeah. And and Carson's a really fucking good Stormy doctor. Stormy doesn't believe that. No one should believe it. Yeah. Carson's a really fucking good doctor, and the guy's been probably without a pulse for maybe 10 seconds. Yeah. I think there's the chance. Let's yeah. give him a chance. So now Michael's in the brig. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the conference room, Weir is like, look, I don't think we can just keep him fucking locked up here. Yeah. Accurate. Yeah. Uh, John wants to just take him to the alpha site. And Ronan's like, and do what? Keep giving him more drugs? Like, yeah. at what point is this experiment failed? Yeah, at what point do we just let him go wraithy and then kill him? One of our own is dead. Yeah. So Ronan's like, so now the guy dies. End of story. Yeah. That's the thing, though, right? Is it, it, it makes sense to Ronan, but to the rest of them, they're like, well, now we're just actively killing a person. Yes. Oh, okay. So Kate points out that, like, look, we put him in this position. Mm-hmm. We can't just kill him. John's like, I mean, we wouldn't have given a second thought to killing him before we gave him the retrovirus. Yeah, just let him go back and then kill him. When he was just a wraith, we would have just killed him. Yeah. Uh, and, and Taylor points out, yeah, but we did give him the retrovirus. So we're here now. So we're here now, and he's human now, human-ish, and, like... They have the responsibility to treat him yep. as they would any other human, which means don't just kill him. Right. Right. Or do you? What do you do? And Ronan's like, no, he's not a fucking human. He's a wraith. Just kill him. Yeah. And Carson's like in the back going, I don't even fucking know anymore. I'm sad and I everything's awful. I, I don't even... I... He's like, I guess... I mean, we can see about increasing the dosage. We've come this far. Mm-hmm. I'm... It's just bad. It's this bad. This is bad. We we are in it now, and now Carson's, you have to have the the strength to end it. Yeah, Carson's like, uh, best trying to think of the least damaging, most Hippocrates oath method to all this would just that's, be keep yeah, going. That's the thing is we didn't consider all of the outcomes when we started this. No, we considered the best one. Yeah, but nobody thought about the fact that it may come to this. Yeah, sometimes you got to kill the lab rats. Um. And, it, and we were agrees. They've Incidentally, come. I had a friend whose job was kind of that. I knew someone who, yeah, uh, needed mouse brains to do Oof. his research. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had a, fr- a friend who uh, did research, and, yeah. and uh, sometimes you have to put them down. Yeah. It's why things go I don't go into that. Yeah. Yeah. Bad times. Um, you can just see these conflicted emotions playing across... Carson's face. Mm-hmm. He's he's a little broken right now. It's terrible. I I really want to go give him a hug. Yep. Um, Taylor visits Michael in the brig, and he's like, "Okay, so what the fuck happens to me now?" Taylor's <laughs> like, "Look, I'm gonna be honest with you. We're gonna move you off world. Yeah, you're not gonna be here." Um, he's like, "This is basically just again to help you because I know about Atlantis." Yeah. He's very quiet and very reserved while saying all this. Ugh. He's like, look, you're gonna, you're afraid I'm gonna tell the wraith Atlantis is still here. Yep. And he admits, I didn't want to kill the guard. I just wanted to escape out of here. Yeah. You know, it was 
accidental manslaughter. Okay. <laughs> and Taylor basically tells him his options literally are cake in the form of drug treatments or death. Mm-hmm. Cake or death. Yeah, she's to some degree. She tries to give him a little bit of dignity, but it's not. It's it's not no. great. He doesn't really. He still doesn't really have a choice in the matter. Yeah. So in the gate room, Carson has a lot of gear to move to the Alpha site, oh, and yeah. finally, someone in the middle of all this goddamn masks asks Carson how he's doing. Somebody should have asked Carson how he was doing a long time ago. And basically, he is blaming himself for the guard's death. Of course, of course, he is. He's like, look, I create the retrovirus. Um, I pushed for the experiment to happen. Yep. And so naturally, this blame is on me. And Weir's like, oh, you don't get to take all the blame here. No, me, I did this. I did this. I'm the one who approved it. And so I get all of the blame. It rests firmly on me. Mm-hmm. And Carson's like, I mean, you can say that, but there's no part of me that's going to believe it. Yeah. Feel free <laughs> to try to take this credit, but I'm here it's, and I know what I did. Yeah. It's, uh, that, 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 that weight is not coming off my no, shoulders. No, could try. And if you think that that weight is coming off my shoulders, you do not know me very well. Yeah. <laughs> I've clearly not been friends for very long. So in the break, there is not the slightest of formalities before John just opens the door and stuns him unconscious. Yeah, it's just no dignity left nope. for this poor guy. Nope. Nope. And and Carson and the medical team come and, and get him secure for transport. And at the Alpha site, Michael wakes up again. He's restrained on the gurney. Uh, Taylor's there to reassure him that he's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, she's doing her best to, like, really make the trying. best of the shitty situation. Yeah. And Taylor goes to find him some food. Yeah. And Carson is, I guess, working away making more retrovirus. Taylor comes over with some MRE soup, and since he's restrained, goes to feed him, and he's like, yeah, I'm fucking good. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> it's not the hunger that I needed. Yeah. Um, also, they're MREs. They're MREs. Like, Yikes. no. We're all not McKay. And... This is where Michael starts casting Charm Person. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's like, look, I know you were different from the others. I noticed it the first time I saw you. Um, the only person willing to understand. The only person with an open mind. And basically just captures her gaze. And his voice starts echoing. Mm-hmm. And then, without taking their eyes off each other, she starts to undo his restraints. This is great. And he continues to talk as he sits up. Mm-hmm. And then in a flash, his arms are around her in the point of, like, he could easily snap her, her neck. Yeah. I'll give Taylor credit. I want to say she is not herself right here. But I think that if anyone was going to be willing to risk and see if this person could change... Yes, it would she, be- would she would be one to take this risk... In a bit more of a sensible manner, normally. Yeah. Maybe with guards outside the door. Maybe with yeah, someone in the I room. Yeah, I think the two that would be most willing to take that chance would be Taylor and Carson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the charm person has 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 not there anymore. Right. Um. Yeah. No, it's gone. The minute he tries to. Well, that's how it works, right? The minute someone attacks and does damage, the yeah, charm person is Exactly. Gone. I mean, so that's, that, I think that's what it was. He's grappled her, and she's like, nope, nope. I'm no longer charmed. Charmed is broken. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't take long for the word of Michael's escape to get to everyone on the base on mm-hmm. alert at the site. Uh, as John and Ronan run up, Carson's like, look, 
somebody got free. He has Taylor. Got security to drop their weapons because he was like, drop them or I'm yep. going to kill her. Do the thing. And they're now somewhere up on the ridge and John and Ronan go running. Yep. Um, Michael puts some plastic ties on Taylor's wrists. He's like, yeah, you're captured now. Hostage. Mm-hmm. Full situation. Yep. He's like, look, I know you're pissed that I lied to you. Like, minimal payback. Sure, yeah. You'll you'll be fine. <laughs> um, we and haven't they, even started, girl. Exactly. Yeah. So, while track, I do love this scene. While tracking them, Ronan's like, oh, Michael's good. Michael's yeah. real good at this. Yeah. And John's like, I mean, you can follow him, right? Like, that's your thing? Yeah. And Ronan's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm better. I'm just saying yeah, he's, he's good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I'm just giving credit where credit <laughs> is due. Um, Michael leads Taylor to the DHD, or maybe it's either way around that Taylor led Michael to the DHD. Sure, yeah. Either way, he doesn't know where he needs to go, but he knows he's going somewhere. And while Michael is slowly dialing, Taylor has a small piece of rock, and she's drawing yeah. some symbols she's, on a slate. She's a smart crime junkie slash murderer, you know. Hell she's, yeah. She's your favorite true crime podcast. Exactly. But she is leaving a note. This is the this is the type of shit where I'm like, I would like to think that I'm that self-aware and be doing stuff like that. Yeah, I would hope so. I would I, hope. I would hope I've listened to enough podcasts watched enough things but like you never know that fight or flight until you're in the situation and we hope we're no one's ever in that situation true yeah uh so john and ronan run across uh the the gate guards that are now we're just gonna say unconscious for our own self feelings Mm -hmm. as michael picks tail up and heads towards the gates Ronan and John run into the clearing of the gate, yep. and Ronan tries to make a dive for the gate as it's shutting down and just goes straight through it. Yeah, not almost. I mean, I see why. Yeah. Uh, and so when they get to where they are, it's dark, and Taylor's like, where are we? Mm-hmm. Michael's like, you'll fucking find out. I don't actually know. I just came here. I don't really know where I am. John is trying to figure out the last gate that was dialed in the DHG, and they're going to need McKay, but if McKay's in Atlantis and they're not going to need the last gate that was dialed out, they're going to need the second-to-last address that was dialed out. <laughs> yeah. Except, no. Except, no. Ronan's like, Taylor's smart, and she's yeah. got us covered. R- 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 we, Taylor and I have made a kidnap plan. <laughs> this is what happens when you get kidnapped. This is the, like, they've yeah. got a code word. Like, yep. they're that, that group of friends. 100%. Like, if I text you and I write banana a lot, something yeah. isn't okay. Something's not good. Yeah. Yeah. So, Michael and Taylor walk. And Michael is clearly in pain. Mm-hmm. And um, Taylor senses the wraith are nearby. Yep. Taylor tries to convince them to go back. Yeah. Uh, like, look, Carson can help you. He can help with this pain. Like, you are not well. Like, please let us make some good out of this. Yep. And Michael's like, no. No, I'm fucking done with it. Like, this is what's supposed to happen. I am returning back to what I was before. Mm -hmm. What I actually am. And we start to see that he's not entirely looking human anymore. Yeah, things are changing pretty quickly. So sometime after a long rest, Taylor wakes up. Her bindings are cut. Yep. Um, She's seemingly alone. And she sees a cruiser on the ground. This is fine. And Michael is now there, and his voice is pure is, is fully wraithified again. And yeah. he looks half wraith. He looks much much further from human. 
the ship is what Michael was drawn to. And Taylor is like, look, we're gonna be enemies again if you do this. Michael's like, bitch, we were already enemies. <laughs> yeah, this is not gonna change anything. We were already never stopped being enemies. Yeah. And Taylor's like, what are you gonna do to me? Feed me? Mm-hmm. Is this why I'm here? Yeah. Just like, am I a snack? She's like, I don't know. Back off. Stop giving him ideas. He's like, look, I don't know why, you know, I've had the urge to feed on you. I can again look at my cool hand sucker. Yeah. And you see this internal battle. There is a part of Michael that doesn't He's want to. He, yeah. yeah. Doesn't want to feed on Taylor. There, there is whatever connection relationship they have is at least enough. Yeah. That he's fighting that internal instinct. Um, and that's... Eventually he goes to just take a swipe to feed on her. And yeah. that's when John and Ronan show up. Come up firing. Yep. As many more Wraiths show up at the same location as well. Yeah. It's bad times, guys. Things are not good right here. Our people barely make it out. Mm-hmm. But the Wraith do come upon Michael. And <sighs> he is still alive. Yep. And he's rescued by the Wraith? So back in Atlantis, uh-huh. everyone is there in the conference room, and his reversion back to Wraith occurred much faster than Carson ever thought it would. Yeah. And unfortunately, Taylor points out that he remembers everything we did to him. Yep. The, the, it was not a two-way memory wipe. No. Unfortunately, now he's got all this information, and he's with the Wraith. Yeah. And he knows Atlantis is still around. Yep. And he knows they're probably sent ships here. And he yep. knows, who knows what other intel. Ronan's like, I fucking should have killed him. Yeah. Um, and they're going to need a new defense plan now. And probably more firepower. Yay, we fucked up. Big ol' fuck up. Good job, guys. How's, how's, you know who, you know who I don't want to be who? in this? I don't want to be we're writing the mission report back oh, to fuck. Earth. Yeah, that's not... <laughs> you know, go big or go home. This is true. Sometimes you fail when you go big like that. This is true. Um, AKA go big or go home. Um, it's uh, quite the episode, it's this one. It's an episode. I can't wait to see what the ramifications <laughs> of this become. I'm sure nothing. I'm sure. No, no, they're just going to move on. We're never yep. going to hear about any of this again. This will never affect anything ever nope. again. Nope. It's, uh, that's how that's how series go. And I'm sure Carson's psyche is fine. Sure. This won't affect him at all. This won't hurt him at all. Also, I think we need a new therapist on the ship. <laughs> Someone, yeah. Um, I, I look... I, I think she should have um, absolved herself of this entire fucking thing. Yeah. I think the fact that she did it makes me question her moral code. It's, yeah. Or fought it a little and harder. It's, 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 here's also a thing that I run across in this episode. Is... We love Carson so much. Yeah. And Carson, in the end, kind of was a big part of Done Fucked Up. Yeah. And, like... We came up with all these things. It's like, well, no, uh, Carson was a scientist, and then he had these other realizations. But like, Carson was as complicit in this as everyone. Oh, else. they all were. Yeah. And like, th- somehow, it's harder to like, like, we're sure throw under the bus. Like, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, we, I, at least me, mm-hmm. I have an easier time going. Well, they all kind of done fucked up, but it's harder for me to go. But Carson was bad too. 
they all did bad and I think what it is is we are mapping specific motivations onto people yes and because we know Carson, Carson. and or we feel certain ways about Carson, yeah. we've mapped onto him while he was trying to help yeah. and do good. But we have no problem throwing Weir and John nope. under the bus. Nope. And ultimately, they were doing the same thing. They were doing the exact same thing for a lot of the same motivations. Yeah. It's so interesting, though. And, way like, Carson, work. as he said, was the one who was pushing for this experiment. Yeah. They weren't ready. It's not the best look for our boy. They weren't ready. There's This is the type of thing you don't do until you are certain. And sometimes even not then. Yeah. <laughs> they were just too early. They, you know, they flew too close to the sun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Like I said, I think there's a big, there's, if you had, you know, you've had some wraith capture before. And if you're like, look, it's, uh, you know, do you want to do this option? We give you the option not feed on humans. I think there was a lot of opportunities they had to be truthful, and they used none of them. Yeah. Even if they don't do it then. Yeah. Even if they do it once he wakes up, you say, hi. Yeah. You were a wraith. This is a lot for your psyche to handle. Yeah. We have a therapist on hand. Uh-huh. Then the therapist is never put in a position to be... To lie to her to, patients. Right. Um, and, and Carson gets to say, look, maybe I didn't give him autonomy, but I was always truthful. Exactly. Which sometimes in research, that's what you do. You that's say, hey, you are being put in a situation where you're not always going to have control. Yeah. Um, and that's what you do. You, he wakes up and you say, this is going to be real shit. Kind of like Wolverine. Yeah. Like no one Wolverine. hates from Wolverine what happened to him, but it happened. It happened. But it's also at least Carson, like... You know, can if you do something like that and tell Michael the truth, Carson could be like, "Look, here is the situation. Like, I was. Tr- this is where I came from. Mm-hmm. We were. Tr- this is why we thought it would be helping you." Yeah. You know, you you've got to be really careful too. Um, but they, you know, they didn't use that opportunity. Nope. They didn't use the opportunity to capture a wraith and see which one would be willing to volunteer. Nope. They didn't. You don't know. Maybe there is a wraith that there wants to be vegetarian. Well, and and even a- <laughs> and even after the truth came out, they kind of still doubled down on their yeah process. Yeah. Um, at some point, when do you just mercy kill? Our team is not looking the best in this episode. No. Because at that point, you've already fucked up. Here's 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 my kind of dark approach let's say you fucked up and Michael figures it out and he's turning back to a wraith and you've got him captured and things aren't going well You, this is where you kill him yeah yeah because hey he's gonna be it's one of those again it's it's like he's gonna be more uh, dangerous at some point if he gets out with yep, intel the good of the many outweighs the needs of few because if the word that Lances is not destroyed gets back to the wraith at the end of the day, that's the ultimate goal, right? Yep. Protect Atlantis. Which, first of all, if that was the deal, okay, yeah. then why isn't all of this shit happening on the Alpha site? Yep. Why did you do any of this in Atlantis? We forgot why we were here. Because somehow you didn't think that there's a chance that he would get out and escape? We did not remember what our key objectives were. So, yeah. Cool. Okay. 
Next, next, we are coming up in a three-parter oh, of SG One. The last two episodes of season nine, the first episode of season ten. All right. Uh, we are starting with Crusade. Oh, interesting. It is not a. It's not like a Crusade part one, part two. They all have different names. Okay. Crusade is the next episode. I am excited because Crusade a, feels like we're still in Arthurian times. It's a big one. It's okay. a big one. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. Um, guys. This episode is heavier than yeah. the humidity in the air today. So go back to the beginning when we were talking about puppies. Yes. Once upon a time, we were talking to you about our puppies, and now there is one inside puppy and one outside puppy. And I think they're both they're both passed out asleep. Yeah, they've tired themselves out. I apologize for the crinkling of palm fronds. This is their version of fall leaves. Oh, um, they get dried out summer palm fronds. Um, it's one of their favorite toys. Yeah, Kaylee doesn't have any favorite toys outside except for geckos. My dog. She doesn't. She doesn't play fetch. She doesn't go get a stick. Uh, yeah, these boys will chase a stick for. They will play tug with a stick. Yeah. Um, Kaylee's come on here and run around, and after about five minutes, she's like, "And I'm good, guys. I'm done. Let's go inside." Can I get DAC again. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, our boys like to dig piles in the dirt. Uh, they have a nice little dirt area they've created yeah, yeah, into it's like the a, lawn. It's just a it's just a large uh, um, sandbox. Yeah, it's like a wrestling pit yeah. is the way I like to think of <laughs> yeah. it. They created their own little wrestling pit. Yeah, um, and it's littered with buried bones and toys <laughs> and cardboard boxes. And yes, cardboard boxes specifically, one of their favorite toys. And I will say there is a large like black Kong bone that every time I look out. Do you have to take a second look? Because sometimes it does look like a big dildo. Yeah. 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 They, they weird, weird toys. That, yeah. But it's what works and they're strange. It's fine. I have um, no qualms with it. Guys, thanks for sticking through this also, weird ass. But also, you should not give your old dildos to dogs for dog toys. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, we'll see you next week with Crusade. Yes. Um, I promise not to rant. <laughs> Maybe don't, I don't. don't. I don't make promise, promise that. I'm actually enjoying my little rant sentence. Does anyone have a, no one has a problem with any either one of us ranting? Please let me know if I need to cut down the rants <laughs> slash research. Th- you know what it is. My brain's ready to go back to school. Um, we'll see you guys next week with the crusade. Yes. Until then, find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. Find us at Facebook, There's No Place Like Tara. Email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Rate us, like us, review us on the Apple Podcast. Patreon.com. That's okay, you can go backwards. Oh my gosh, it's like I do this every week and still forget it. Just stick with it. Call it in the wind. Yep. Uh, We love you guys. Stay safe. See you next week. Stay safe. Bye. Bye. Bye.